This week, Christy is in Disneyland, and so Sabs is piloting the Nerd Friday ship. Luckily, you don't have to hear her fly solo. Friend of the show, Aaron Fusco, is here to help us talk Disney and explain why it's such a magical kingdom. So stay tuned. It's a small world on this week's Nerd Friday. Hey, and welcome to Nerd Friday. It's me, Sabs. And with me is my lovely guest, Aaron. Oh, hello. Some of you guys may remember Aaron Fusco from um, our Star Wars show. She was the girl who loved space wizards. Yes. Um, well, this week she's here to talk a different kind of magic. Magic, excuse me. Yeah. Um, this time she's here to talk Disney. Born and raised on Disney, she is here to nerd out with us. Um, but first, well, let's talk about this week. Uh, although Christy is not here, she's, like I said, at Disneyland doing the 24-hour Disney. Uh, if she lives up to her word, we will be posting pictures at Nerd Friday Show on Instagram every hour on the hour. Christy, you're being held to it now. Uh, <laughs> she's a brave soul. I know. I can't believe she said that. I Well, actually, I don't think she said I could say that. But I'm telling people she said she would do it on the hour. <laughs> um, but she has been a busy bee this week. In fact, she saw a couple live shows. Um, you know, she saw Devranger Birdheart and Bjork. Uh, and then she also went and saw Star Trek. Her five words or less for the new movie? A cumbertaining roller coaster ride. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a word, cumbertaining. Well, now it is. That's right. You heard it first. We've coined it here on Nerd Friday. Mm. Cumbertaining. Um, and I have to say, I do agree. It was quite cumbertaining. <laughs> I have to I guess I'll just have to wait and see what that means. What that? Well, <laughs> so you know, you know Benedict Cumberbatch, right, right? Yes. Obviously, that's where Cumbertaining comes from. Y- yes, clearly. Um, his hair does some magic floppiness. That's oh, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Yeah, don't spoil the hair for me. But uh, <laughs> I have to say, I did maybe swoon and faint a little, like it was the Beatles invasion. Oh my! <laughs> I was like, his hair is so Cumbertaining. So I should bring like a handkerchief to yeah. like fan myself off, maybe dab my brow. Yes, dab your brow. Oh good, dab your brow a little. Um, that said, my five word review would probably have to be, didn't live up to hype. Hmm. I, not to say it's not good. It's fun. I had a really good time. It's a great summer flick. The USS Enterprise. Looks amazing with the big budget, you know. It's just everything's cool. It looks, it looks great. This, I saw it on IMAX. My biggest problem with the IMAX theaters is that I have a hard time looking places. I don't know yeah, where to look. It's tough to focus because it's just so big. Yeah, you're like over here, and then you're like, I'm missing them over them. What's shit's happening on to the left and the right? So, uh, yeah. and then I saw it was also in 3D, which then was, um gratuitous in places but i think most 3d films are but uh it was also just i think there was like a lot of there were a lot of jj abrams lens flare of course it's the it's a given flare. but it was fun it was fun uh the other really cool thing i did this week um there's this organization called pop-up magazine which is a uh a san francisco based organization that does these kind of one-time events you're not supposed to you're not supposed to take any photos or videos or vine or anything and it's just like a one-time event and it's essentially the equivalent of watching a magazine unfold in front of you each thing's broken into different acts or different like here's the interview here's the advertisement here's the um like the the puzzle uh and this particular this issue was called the song reader and it was in conjunction with mcsweeney's which is a really cool publishing organization if you're not familiar with it. And 
I was they recently McSweeney's recently pu- pu- ah, published a I guess not really a book but like uh I don't know what I don't know if you would call it an anthology or a companion or whatever but anyway Beck wrote a bunch of songs mm. on sheet music ooh and they've published it all and it's beautiful the artwork is amazing there's some amazing artists who have done some of the artwork on it and at this event they had other performers uh perform these songs live and um, Beck was also there and did the interview, but like John C. Riley had his ba- band there. Oh, what? Yeah, it was it was for my health. That sounds for amazing. Yeah, it was uh, wow, really cool. Uh, Dan the Automator and I'm gonna lose a lot of nerd cred here. What's her name from Scott Pilgrim? Oh, Girl, oh, Elizabeth something. Oh God, uh, Elizabeth Winston. Oh God, the, I don't know. The girl who plays Ramona. Yes, corrector, where are you? <laughs> we need a correction. Uh, yeah, anyway, the... God, okay, I'm going to look it up right now because this is driving me... Yeah, it is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, Winstead. Well, Winstead. I you're should, close. Yeah, you're I was... Close. Corrector would have gotten almost this, there. But you were, you were close. Yeah. Um, and so they're in an... They're like a little group called Got a Girl. Uh, and so they performed... It was, it was really rad, but the pinnacle of the evening was just like right at the end uh beck performed with the international space orchestra oh my god and if you're not familiar with the international space orchestra orchestra which um i can understand why you might not be it is actually an orchestra comprised of nasa scientists and (laughs) jesus and their conductor their 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 ringleader i guess not the conductor but the gal that put it all together is this French woman with this crazy French accent and uh, just just such a character. You know she was... De- oh, I'm not even going to do a French. That was terrible. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. I'm going to blame the Glotini for that. Yeah, we are drinking glowing blue Disney drinks. Um, literally glowing because there's a glow cube inside, which is just basically a plastic ice cube that with a button on it that turns many different colors. Whoa, party foul. I was, well, I was trying to let them hear Oh yeah, you can. I'm sure you can hear this jangling about in these glasses as we sip these delicious beverages. Yes. But um, that sounds amazing. It was. Where really was cool. this? So this was actually at the uh, was it Davies Hall, the San Francisco Symphony Hall. Um, mm. It was phenomenal. God, that sounds amazing. Shout out to my friend Adam for hooking me up with tickets because this event sold out in like three seconds. I'm sure that's. I mean, Beck is incredible. I've seen him like four or five times live. He's always just the best. Yeah, it was. He was pretty awesome. The whole the whole evening was awesome. I I could go on and on and on about it, but yeah, we, wow. we don't Lord. have the time. But yeah, look it up. Pop up magazine. They do a bunch of really cool things. Um, and also the International Space Orchestra. They're actually having a movie that was released um, at the Rotterdam Film Festival, and so I think it's making oh. making the festival circuits right now. I'll have to check that out. So, d- how about you, Aaron? Did you do anything nerdy this week? <laughs> Basically, the only thing I did was listen to the new Daft Punk album over and over and over again. And, uh, well, because they started streaming it last Monday. So uh, I was very excited about that. And I've just been obsessed with it. It's it's incredible. And as a little bit of serendipity, I have to tell the, our lovely listeners, um, as Aaron and I were making our way over to uh, Nerd Friday Studios, a.k.a. my house, um, <laughs> Uh, we actually passed Gauntlet Gallery in San Francisco, and they are having a Daft Punk show right now. Yeah, it's really incredible. Lots of amazing art. I've got to 
try to budget to buy some prints. <laughs> I want to buy them all. There were, there were some amazing things. But yeah, the new Daft Punk, really great. And then the other thing is um, Cartoon Network very briefly dropped a pilot for their one of their new upcoming shows this year called Steven Universe. It's the first show they've ever had that's created by a woman. Woo-hoo, uh, yeah, it is. it's about time. Network's only 20-some years old. And uh, it's it's created by Rebecca Sugar, who worked on Adventure Time and wrote a lot of the music for Adventure Time. And so she branched off uh, and has this show. And it's... Um, When's it drop? Just later this year. They don't have a specific date. Uh, they put the pilot up and then they just pulled it down, I think, because there's going to be a lot of differences in terms of design. Wait, it's down already? Yeah, it's down. Although you can find it on YouTube. People just keep putting it up and Cartoon Network keeps ripping it back down. But if you if you go on YouTube and type in Steven Universe Pilot, there's a good chance you can find it. It's like seven and a half minutes long. And um, it's incredible. It, it's it's gorgeous. It's really funny. It's it It feels it's like magical girls but it's got a different feel to it more so than anything it's uh an almost all female cast with like actual varying body types which is really nice to see for once in a show like because every magical girl show is like sailor moon where everybody just looks like a carbon copy of the other and it's just legs for days and it's totally <laughs> ridiculous but this is like legs for days until the tits you mean exactly <laughs> Le- ex- precisely and they're supposed to be in eighth grade and it makes no sense and like but this show we've got these these female characters with this kind of little pudgy boy nerd character who's trying to fit in with them and i mean it's just looks really promising and i highly recommend everyone look it up and watch it and get excited about it because i think it's going to be great so yeah, I just watched that like 50,000 times basically. And and that was your new like I am avatar. Yeah, thing. yeah, when I get into something, it's everywhere. It's my it's my icon, it's on everything. It's uh it's all she over the place. On her sleeve, you yeah, guys. I'm on Facebook, all caps, just watch this now, please because I, I have to say she did share the Steven Universe pilot with me and normally I don't take a 7-minute break during my workday. But for whatever reason, I felt really compelled to. And I was really glad I did. It was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't make it my avatar the way Aaron did, but I will definitely be checking it out. So yeah. if you have seen that you the liked it. pilot, let us know what you think. Tweet us at Nerd Friday Show. Um, so yeah, about last week, anything else interesting happen? I know that last week we briefly mentioned, because it was still in speculation, whether or not Yahoo was going to buy Tumblr. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously, they did. Oh, yes. They did. So uh, my the thing I think is really interesting is how they've said they're not going to screw it up. Yeah. There was a lot. I, I spent a lot of time on Tumblr, and um, there was a lot of freaking out last week. And people were just, oh, my God, they're going to turn it into Yahoo Mail. They're going to turn it into to Flickr. It's just going to be a piece of crap. And what are they? They're going to fuck up our Tumblr. And everybody was. And then they just came out and said, no, we're not. Don't and, worry. And yeah, they're not going to mess with the porn. The porn can stay. Yep, porn will stay. Legs all, all the way up to tits can stay. Yeah, <laughs> all of your favorite animated characters doing horrible things to each other. At least that's the kind of stuff I see. What um, sites are you? Oh I really try to avoid that, but you know, sometimes things slip through the cracks. Yeah. And yeah. it can't be unseen. No, it can't be. But you know, you I don't want. I don't want to take that away for other people. So, <laughs> awesome. Um, also, last week, uh, when or not about not last week, but in our recent past, we talked about Netflix and a lot of the stuff they're doing. 
This week, they also mentioned that they're planning to double original original content output next year. So, mm. was that like they've got three shows this year? I guess I mean six, six, six whole shows. Things? Yeah, and uh, but this this week, Netflix, come on, this Sunday. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This is a big event. Please, this is what people have been waiting for forever. I hope they haven't made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will find out. I'm, you know, I'm really intrigued by by Arrested Development coming back. Um, at first, I really wasn't happy about it because I'm a big believer in ending things. Like, I, you should just end things while it's still good. Don't don't dole it out until it's so bad that it just it fouls the memory of the whole thing. Like, and I really, oh god, I'm gonna get burned at the stake for this. But I I do at the end of season three, I really felt like this is enough. This it's it's enough. They like they were starting to make fun of themselves, and while that was getting funny, it was still like they've got to. But I think they did that off. because they knew they were ending. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah, think probably. a lot of that. Like I don't think they would have gotten that self-referential if they hadn't known that the cord was being pulled. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I'm curious, really more so than anything about Michael Sarah and how, because he looks really different well, I now. Think it's supposed to be like the time has passed, it's right? Like, you know, I don't think they're going to try to fool right. us and being like, no, I know it's just still going to be. Kind of looks like a frog. Yeah, I mean, I I rewatched a few episodes a few weeks ago, and I was just like, my God, he's like pudgy little boy in that, and now he's like all like bones and a nose. So I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that's like I had to say that right when you're taking the sip. No. Um, well, at least he's not legs to tits; he's bones to nose. Yeah, you know, jury's out on which one's better, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting. I'll watch for sure. Yeah, I'm sure we I, all will. The thing I'm most looking forward to is the fact that they didn't do just a regular series this time around. They. Um, They've done a couple different things, and I it might it may have been because I couldn't get the cast all together, but I know that they've done like you watch this episode and this episode, and they actually take place at the same time, and so I know that mm. um, th- there's been a lot of talk, and the reason they went with Netflix is they're saying that um, it was interesting to release them all at once, so people could go back and like watch half of this one, then watch the other half of this one, then back to the other half, and kind of bounce around the story. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's supposedly has um a different kind of story storytelling to it and i guess we'll just find out this sunday yeah i guess we will marathon Ooh. so this week um whoa <laughs> knock some stuff over these glow teenies man uh this week the big the big nerd news uh that's out there right now obviously is the big xbox or yeah. microsoft press conference the xbox one was announced and there's a lot of confusion and controversy <laughs> and more confusion. As always, whenever anything, uh, any console or really anything in the nerd world gets released, there's a lot of controversy <laughs> and confusion. Yes, controversy. <laughs> I think the confusion is pretty high on this one. Like the, so I'm I'm sure everybody who's li- if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've already got your opinion on Xbox One. So we won't go through all the details, but. Um, basically, like Xbox is releasing their new their new console coming out this year, and it's a it's required to be online at least once a day. Supposedly, I believe that was confirmed by Kotaku, but 
I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the information seems so like so odd. Like I feel like this is the first time in a long time where I'm trying to understand facts and I'm like, I can't find them. I don't understand <laughs> where they are. Where are the facts hiding? The, at, in E3. The yeah. facts are in E3 in three weeks. Um, Good point. But yeah, I mean, I, I have to admit, I was uh, I was in a meeting at work, so I didn't tune into the conference until about halfway through. And I was immediately confused because everyone's going Xbox One, Xbox One. I was like, wait, what? One is in like the first Xbox or what? <laughs> what the fuck? And, this and is the reboot. They're wiping the slate. Yeah, I kind of like the fact that now everyone's just going to re- probably refer to it as the one it's the oh. one because it's the one all-encompassing thing that'll supposedly it's, control your living room or it's the one eye watching you all the time yeah apparently with that new connect yeah i think the connect is required to be on all the time it can see you in the dark oh that's right because that's how it's gonna wait what was the thing about the heart rate oh yeah there's there's all sorts of stuff about the new connect about um how it's new and improved it, it, it's like 1080p now and you can uh it, it, it supposedly can sense what your heart rate is based on the hue of your face which is i mean having just the connect as it currently is is kind of creepy when you have it on because it does look like a robot watching you but now it can see you in the dark and like it's like just howl you know their skin complexions different than yours yeah i don't know about how that might just be a rumor that seems really ridiculous but we'll see but yeah so and then the use games like uh will they support use games because like you can't like lend a buddy a a disc now yeah they're saying that um probably what's what i mean there's i don't think there's any real confirmation on anything just yet there's no direct word from microsoft they're they're just saying vague things like no conference with no it'll be okay it'll be okay well i mean you know this was just to show the new system this recent press conference of the e3 i'm sure we'll get all the answers but um yeah it seems like if you want to play a used game or take your game over to your to your friend's house you're gonna have to sign into your live account because your game will be directly connected to your live account um and i also just you know it makes sense i mean a lot of these companies they want to start capitalizing on used games and trading games because it's it's a really big market and there's there's a lot of money to be made on used games and this is uh probably going to be that final nail in the coffin for GameStop. Their their stock going did this way. fall five percent. Oh yeah, there you go. Right after this announcement, they're already struggling. So uh, the interesting thing, I don't know the percentage that it went up, but I do know that Sony's stock went up. Oh yeah, it jumped after this big jump for Sony, who also this week I don't know if you saw they didn't they, the day before the Xbox One was revealed, Sony released their own video on the interwebs of um like the preview of their new ps4 but it was like a super it was like flashes of tiny little pieces and i know like i know people on the internet have taken all the screenshots and they're putting them together to be like this (laughs) is frankenstein monster will look like uh obviously sony i think was very clever in being like hey don't forget we've got something coming too that news tomorrow we'll also have something so uh they should just show us the damn thing. And it was really weird. I was my husband was looking at it, and I was like, "What's that? Oh, this new PS4. Okay, cool. I'm gonna watch." And it was just like this. This. This is boring. I'm bored. I'm bored. I yeah. Left. It's. I mean, you know, just so show us the console. I. You know, you can save the release date and the price and everything for E3 for later on, but just show us the damn device. 
everyone's always joking or already joking about the Xbox One looking like a uh, a VCR from the '90s, which is like, what do you? It's a box. <laughs> right. What do you? What other shape is it going to generally be except for a box? So I don't know. But an X. There's no an Xbox. There's no pleasing people. Exactly. It's got box in the name. It's gotta be boxy. Please. Please. It's not an X cube. Mm-hmm. Or X- I guess that would be a box also. Technically. It's not an X sphere. Yes. There we go. Now I'm now I'm on to it. <laughs> All right. Um so this week the other really big uh, I think the other newsy thing in addition to Tumblr, uh Yahoo released the new Flickr. Oh yeah. New Flickr, you mentioned it earlier. They were like, We won't screw up Tumblr, we won't turn it into Flickr. And now they're like, hey, Flickr, we want to turn you into Instagram, maybe? Yeah, now Flickr actually looks like it might be worth a shit. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Flickr, I have to say, I was a, I was an initial Flickr user. I was a big Flickr fan. I participated in it early. I was a pro member, paid for that shit. Oh, um, wow, hardcore. I know, I loved it. I really loved it. And then, you know, obviously things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, everything else took over. And I was like, why bother? Why, yeah. why do that? And it was pretty clear at the time that Yahoo was giving it zero attention, zero love. So it was kind of like, well, they could close this shit down any day. Why get further invested? Right. And now they're like, hey, bring it back. I'm cu- curious about it. A whole terabyte free. Is that's pretty, pretty incredible. Awesome. That's, that's back good. Back up your vacation photos. Yeah, no, that's really good. I, I think that's smart of them to give their users that much space for photos because people are taking a shitload of photos these days it's just so easy Mm -hmm. i know i've got thousands of photos from my last like five phones all piled in a giant mess my friends (laughs) make fun of me because most of the time when i go to take a photo it's almost like cannot take photo no storage left oh wow you've reached your limit a lot i've reached the limit a lot it's really sad i went that's never happened to me i had a 32 gig before and now i'm on a 16 and when i switched over i was like i can't even port this over what it was a work phone i didn't oh okay they gave me a 16 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny a free phone i'm cheap come on um anyway so speaking so yeah new flicker Kind of cool looking, a little boxy, but uh, photos are right front and center. Curious if you're using it, let us know at Nerd Friday Show. And if you're not using it and you think it's stupid, let us know why (laughs) at Nerd Friday Show. Um, Let's see. Also this week, uh, did you hear that in New York City, Airbnb was declared illegal? Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. There's some sort of hotel law. Like It's weird. If you rent your a room or a house for less than 29 days yeah it's considered illegal i guess 30 days well i guess 30 days it suddenly turns into like you're renting your apartment out or something but uh, yeah i so what if somebody just wants to move in for february only the whole (laughs) thing is yeah i don't know the whole thing is just weird to me anyway the whole concept of airbnb like i get why it exists and i get that it's a good thing for people but me um you know just being generally terrified of uh strangers and strange places. <laughs> I I can't imagine doing that. I can't see you wanting to sleep in somebody else's bed, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I could barely leave my house, let alone sleep in someone else's. So I, you know, it's. I guess it sucks for people who use it. Um, <laughs> in New York. Well, no, it's interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens because I know other cities have similar rulings, but have not actually declared. Yeah, things as illegal in this case in New York 
there was actually a guy who's been fined like twenty four hundred dollars oh. for this. An Airbnb like stood beside him, you know, as this. But I think they're not gonna. The the attorney of the guy is like, we're not even gonna try to appeal. Like we're already losing enough money. Like whatever, we're just gonna pay the fine. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting to see what happens. But um, a friend of mine, she was uh, so a friend of a friend is apparently a really shitty person. <laughs> a friend of mine knows this girl who is constantly asking her friends if she can stay over at their house. Like, hey, like, can I crash at your place tonight? Or, like, can I crash at your place tomorrow? And they're, like, sh- like they're just, like, used to it by now. So they're, like, sure, whatever. You can sleep on my couch this evening. Because she is renting her house out on Airbnb. Oh, I was just going to – is she homeless? Like, what is <laughs> – no. What? She why? Is, she is renting her house out on Airbnb. Oh. And she's sleeping over at her friend's houses because – Somebody needed to rent her house that That's night. That's so fucking weird. She's, I guess. I, I'm sorry. It was just no, like, I, would you I just would... be an adult and stay in your own house? Like, is the like two hundred dollars you're getting that night? Yeah, right. And like, how much money could you possibly be and making? Who are these friends that are falling for this over and over oh, again? Oh God, I know. I wouldn't. I, I don't know. That that just seems. But at the same time, me, I'm but... sure somebody just heard this story and went, "That's genius!" Oh, my God, I'm staying at my friend's house tomorrow. Oh my God. Well, uh, whatever. So yeah, teach their own, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> um, so let's see what else. So in in security news, Twitter finally got itself a two factor authentication, meaning if you are logging in from if you choose to activate it, it's not mandatory. But if you choose to activate your two factor authentication. If you log in from a device that's new to your account, it'll ask you to do some secondary authentication. So, Because God forbid anybody gets... I mean, I guess for companies and people who actually matter. <laughs> it actually caused some crazy <laughs> havoc on the stock market recently. Cause oh, it, has it? Because there was... Uh, I can't remember whose account was hacked, but it was like the White House has been bombed. And oh, like, <laughs> shit. So, yeah. So, uh, right. I guess... I'm too busy on Tumblr. I'm, I'm never on Twitter anymore. So, I'm just much- like... Too much tits and legs for Aaron. I know. <laughs> you know, there's stuff to look at on Tumblr, and I'm an artist, and I like to look at things, and Tumblr or Twitter is just, uh, you know, a lot of words. A lot of words. <laughs> I have to say that um, I'm also a visually based person, and um, this is why I'm obsessed with Instagram. Like, that's my favorite. Even though it is owned by Facebook, I don't have a problem with that. So far, they've done nothing to make me unhappy. The That's mm, good. The acquisition has been great. Oh, go on. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, I haven't jumped on the Instagram bandwagon yet, actually. I like it because it's all pictures. uh, And Facebook is like all news and other things. And according to teens, it's all drama. Oh, so much drama. (laughs) So much drama. There was a report this week, actually, that came out that uh, the teens, actually, they're flocking to Twitter um, and Instagram because... Facebook's too much drama. Their moms is on it. Their dads are on it. Yeah, everyone's parents are on Facebook now. So Facebook's for old people. It makes sense that it's kind of the uncool thing because it's what all yeah what all the old people like us are. We're all on the Facebook. <laughs> Not me. I ain't being on no Facebook. Oh my. No, it's it's funny. I have a Facebook account. I use it occasionally. I use it to message people actually. Like um yeah. friends whose emails I'm like, I don't can't be bothered to go look up their email address. They might not even be oh, like go to spam, I'll just Facebook message them. But I also um I don't know, I, I feel like I'm a one way street. I like like my Instagram posts to, to Facebook. My Twitter, right. like everything posts to Facebook, but I don't actually know what's going on. 
but it's been interesting because <laughs> now when I meet people, like my friends, when I see them for the first time in a while, we can have a real conversation about what they've done. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm like, oh, you had a baby? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Facebook's for old people. Um, and in the final bit of news that I've got for this weekend. This might no, be my favorite. Yeah, I have no way to segue this other than like old people. Like, you know, teens like pizza. Teens like the... Sure they do. Teens also like pizza. And if you like pizza, you're going to love this next story. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I love advertising. I love ridiculous advertising so much. Yeah, me too. So I don't... Actually, I should probably figure out what company this is. But there is... Uh, a DVD that you 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 put it in, um, and I think it's a, it might just be like a regular DVD. Like you you buy it, you rent it from the video store. It's like it's <laughs> fucking Argo or whatever. <laughs> it's like you've got the latest James Bond, and you put it in your DVD player. And when you take it out, it has a picture of a pizza on it instead. Like the heat activated <laughs> or whatever. It's like. Scratch and sniff from the future, and it smells. It smells. Yeah, that's the yeah. That's really the kicker. It will smell like pizza. So you're like, I rented Argo, and now I need to order a Domino. Yeah. So I guess the heat activates something that's on the disc. That when you eject the disc from the player when you're done with the movie, it looks like a, a pizza, and it smells like a pizza. <laughs> and so far, it's just been said that this is Domino's general idea of advertising, which I don't know why the hell anybody would want their house to smell like Domino's pizza. It's like the worst pizza in the world. But they made that new pizza. It's really good at <laughs> 3 in the morning. They're, it's really, really they're good. They're using real cheese now. Do you remember their ads? They're like, we're using real cheese I, okay, as opposed so to the fake cheese. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you really quickly yeah. and go, I had a Domino's pizza not too long ago. Uh, the husbands and I were walking home from uh, a night out, and on our way home, we actually pulled out the phone, and I was like, it would be amazing if there was pizza. Too bad that pizza place we just walked by is closed. And he pulled out the phone, he's like, doesn't Domino's have an app? Downloaded the <laughs> app, ordered a pizza, walked home, got home, and then five minutes later, some dude showed up with a pizza. That's pretty amazing. It was was okay it was pretty t- it was so as amazing as a dvd it probably <laughs> maybe maybe it, was, it could taste they probably taste about the same like the box of the dvd <laughs> and the whatever, it's about the same, about the same. So on par eating on par. plastic and eating dominoes at two in the morning it was delicious <laughs> i'm sure yeah no that's basically the only time you can eat dominoes but yeah and this it tasted like real cheese but i don't know uh, yeah, that's hilarious. I think I laughed for a good ten minutes at the pizza DVD because that is just the most it's a absurd. Pizza pie. <laughs> oh, I love Let me it. Make you this pizza. I love DVD it. Player. Oh my god. Oh, so right. insane. Um, speak, speaking of making things, as Erin mentioned earlier, she has made us some pretty amazing drinks this evening. So tonight's cocktail minute uh, is from is. Erin, and she has made us a glotini. Yeah. This is a Disneyland drink. Um, where where in Disneyland can I get it? Uh, you can definitely get it at the Hearthstone, um, I think it's called the Hearthstone Bar, in the Grand Californian Hotel. Uh, I'm sure there's a few other places you can get it, too, at other various parks, but uh, this is where I've had it at Disneyland. Um, and, yeah, it's like... 
vodka and blue curacao and peach schnapps, pineapple juice, sweet and sour. I think that's it. And then, um, yeah, like I said, it comes with this magical plastic cube that lights up a million different colors. And, and we'll uh, be posting a photo on the blog. Yeah. And over at, uh, at on our Instagram later. It's quite good. Show. It's delicious. Goes down easy. It's dangerous. Yeah, it is actually. It's really, it doesn't taste like booze at all. So it's one of those. Yeah. And yeah. the other drink that we were experimenting with but haven't quite conquered yet is something that I am calling It's a Small World. Yeah, I like this. And it is essentially our take on a Long Island iced tea. And if you're not familiar with a Long Island iced tea, that is the one with every kind of booze in it. And so my thinking here is that if we have a little bit of tequila, some vodka, some rum, some gin, some triple sec, you've got you've got the whole world, every yeah. little part of the corner of the world right there in your glass. Uh, top it off with a little bit of orange juice in honor of the fact that Disneyland sitting on top of what used to be an orange grove. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll be posting that on the blog, but it needs a little bit of needs a little bit of a kick. We're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's it's I I really like the concept of it. So yeah, if you know what should be in it, it's a small world. <laughs> let us know at Nerd Friday Show. All right. Well, that brings us to the feature. Yes, Disney. You guys, I wish you could see Erin right oh now. Oh my god, her face is lit up. If the Xbox right now <laughs> would tell you that her heart rate is out of control. Yes. <laughs> get her to a hospital fast <laughs> she's <laughs> too excited yeah um disney so disney obviously uh it's a brand that a lot of people grew up with it's a brand with a lot of nerd cred these days with the whole like star wars and marvel universes oh, yeah. in their fold uh they've got a lot of stuff going on and so today's episode we're going to be talking a little bit about the movies that are coming up uh about some of the controversies around disney lately and then a lot of news about the parks and some rumors and all this stuff so mm-hmm. um i think Aaron, let's start off with the with the movies all right well you know uh disney got its start in film and animation so of course there's always something in the works in that regard we have monsters university coming out in just about a month a little less than a month uh gonna be interesting pixar's first prequel yeah uh yeah i like all the stuff they've been doing um around it like i know christy mentioned that they've really tricked out uh pixar studios as well as i believe parts of disneyland this week are gonna be tricked out to be like the actual monsters university yeah they're doing some really um incredible promotions for it uh i know in epcot um for this big 24-hour disney's open all day for memorial weekend in Epcot, they're actually projecting a giant Mike Wazowski onto Spaceship Earth, the, a.k.a. the big Epcot ball, for those people who don't know <laughs> what I mean. Earth. Yeah, Spaceship Earth is what that thing is actually called. So, um, and I did it, not know that. Yeah, it's it's a ride. Um, I have not. I need to go. I've never been to Florida. Epcot is hands <laughs> down the best Disney park in the library, but, uh, you know, I can talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, they're they're projecting a giant Mike Wazowski on the ball. He talks, he moves. It looks really crazy. It's kind of scary. It's like really big. I don't. But it's it's really wild. And they're just doing a lot of promos like that around the park. They've got a lot of special merchandise that they're putting out, photo ops in Disneyland. Um, you know, they have a Monsters Inc. ride in California Adventure, so there's a lot of hullabaloo going around over there. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and the movie the movie looks fun. If Christy was here, I'm sure she'd tell us more about it. She's got yeah. an inside connection to the Pixar. She uh, she's too busy on her. She's on her way to 24 hour Disney. Yeah, I'm. I am jealous. Actually, I'll be there in three weeks. Three weeks after E3, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get in some good Disney time. Nice. So yeah, nice. of course. Tell us what your agenda is. Oh God. The park section. Yeah, it's <laughs> just walking around basically. But whatever. Um, so yeah, Monsters, Monsters University, gonna be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, looks funny. I hope it's good. I hope it's good too. I'm, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I, I like to give Pixar the benefit of the doubt, so. I do too, but, you know, we'll see. Cars, <laughs> so, cars yeah, Cars 2, you know, Brave, um, I, I really think Brave is, is not quite as good as it could have been. Okay. I, I still like it, but it's not, and you know, we've got. We've got some interesting movies coming up from Pixar, but also a, a good handful of sequels. So it's it's really interesting to see how um, they're going to evolve as a studio. Um, then after that, right on the heels of Monsters University is The Lone Ranger, which I don't think anybody knows or cares about. Oh, I have not sick. seen one piece of footage for this movie. I've just seen posters. I've only seen posters and the photos, and Johnny Depp looks ridiculous. Oh yeah, Johnny Depp is Tonto. <laughs> Oh, and so ridiculous. How is that not racist? <laughs> right? Johnny Depp play. I, it's just it, the whole thing that first off, and he's it's like in white face too. I don't understand. <laughs> he's totally in. He's totally in white face. Johnny Depp has it. made white face a thing. Um, but you know, it's Gore Verbinski, and uh, who's directing it, and Jerry Bruckheimer who's producing it. So it's basically pirates. Another Pirates movie with, surprise, surprise, Johnny Depp being a kooky character. No. Johnny oh, Depp's a kooky character? Fucking what? When so was the, When was the last time he played a normal character? Never. <laughs> <laughs> like, never once right, ever? Gilbert think... Grape, kind of? No. Gilbert, Gilbert Grape <laughs> Not at all. normal character? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's sad. That's the oh first thing I think of in terms of a normal character. If you can think of the last time Johnny Depp played a normal character. Let us know. Yeah, please. I don't think it is. I don't think it happened ever. But um, so yeah, there's that. I don't. I think that's gonna bomb pretty hard. Uh, but then um, we've got some animated movies coming up. Um, their next big animated feature, their fifty third animated feature, is Frozen. What's that one about? Frozen is based on Hans Christian Andersen's story, The Snow Queen, and it's actually a story um, that Walt had wanted to create uh, for a while when he was alive, uh, much like Rapunzel. He wanted to sell tell the story of Rapunzel for a long time, but the animators could never quite figure out how they were going to handle the hair. And Tangled was amazing. Tangled is one of my favorite Disney movies, hands down. I, I think it's incredible. surprised by how much I enjoyed Tangled. Yeah. I went in... We saw it together, we saw it together we and saw I remember together. how surprised you were. I was like, holy crap, that was really good. I was surprised too because I was excited about it, but I was really, and, and it's actually in recent years, the more I watch it, uh, well, it came out in recent years, but the more I watch it, uh, the more I like it because I just find more and more things to really love about it. But anyway, um, so, so Frozen. Frozen. Yeah, um, so it's about a girl named Anna, or Anna, I don't know yet. And a guy named Kristoff, and they're teaming up, and they're going to go defeat uh, Anna's sister, who is the Snow Queen. And on the way, they make friends with a reindeer named Sven. Cute. Yeah, not sure if he talks yet, uh, because there's no voice actor build for him. But there is also a magic talking snowman 
named Olaf. Mm. And uh, I was really, really, really not into this until I heard that the snowman is going to be voiced by Josh Gad, who was the... um, Remind us, who's Josh Gad? Josh Gad was uh, made... (laughs) Well, he he got famous by being Elder Cunningham in the Book of Mormon. Oh, okay. And he he left Book of Mormon to do uh, 1600 pen on... uh, NBC, I think it was NBC, and it was canceled. Oh, it was. I believe so. Ugh, I, believe I was, so. you know, it it wasn't that great, but it got its legs towards the end. I was kind of hoping they'd give it another shot, but whatever. Anyway, um, I really love him. I think he's amazing and really funny. So he's going to be a talking snowman. That's um, you know, it's going to be directed by Chris Buck, who directed Tarzan and Surfs Up. And uh, also co-directed by Jennifer Lee, who co-wrote Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, awesome. So yeah, you know, it's it, it doesn't... You know, it's all Scandinavian. There's already a lot of controversy, actually, about the main characters being all blonde and blue-eyed. But it does take place in this Scandinavian landscape. So I don't... There's a lot of people going, well, where's our person of color in this movie? And it's like, well, there isn't yeah, one. Because this Sweden? is... Yeah, this is all snow and ice and it's... Come on, there's Sven, Olaf, Kristoff. This is not going to be anything but blonde-haired, blue-eyed people. But also, Anna really looks very much like Rapunzel. Yeah, she does. I'm looking at stills right now. And the other thing that's bothering me is the one still they keep promoting. Why is she cross-eyed? Um, <laughs> Why is she cross-eyed, Aaron? She does I'm kind gonna, of look cross-eyed there. on the blog. You'll uh, see yeah, she looks like Rapunzel, except for the crooked smile is flipped the other way. Um, and a lot of people are like, really? Really, Disney? Like, you couldn't have pushed the design a little bit more because they do have the same face. The sa- yeah, there it is. There's the image. Um, they do look very similar, and I'm a little worried about that. I'm, I'm not that excited about this movie. I, I really hope... Much like you were surprised by Tangled, I am surprised by Frozen. And um, I'm also really bothered by this trend Disney has where they have to give all of their movies these, these like, edgy one-word names. Frozen, Brave, Tangled. Because, like, Tangled was supposed to be called Rapunzel Unbraided. And Brave was supposed to be called The Bear and the Bow. And I know, but too many characters oh, to put Jesus in there, Christ. I you can well the, the <laughs> whole reason behind it is well we got to make sure this appeals to a vague enough audience that everyone will see it. That's true. But it still bothers me. Um but whatever, what are you going to do? All right, so Frozen and that comes out later at the end of the year. Yeah, November the 20 holidays. November 27th is the uh projected date for that movie, which is really interesting again. I don't think any trailers have been released. It's getting late into the year, so we'll see. And then recently they also announced that um, the following year is going to be Disney's first crack at a Marvel franchise on their own. Oh, and yes, es- I heard about this. Yeah, and especially, you know, feature animation's first Marvel uh, pursuit, Big Hero 6, which is a, um, a little-known Marvel franchise from the uh, late 90s, I believe. And they released the first footage about- on this already, right? Uh, yeah, they released a, just a little um, test clip of the uh, the the environment it's going to take place in, which is San Francisco. Yeah, I remember thinking <laughs> that the environment looked really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Being that we live in San Francisco and being that I, I really love uh, Japanese culture, it's it's going to be a cool mashup. But um, I have to admit, it's, this sounds really interesting. 
there's there's quite a lineup of characters. Even though it's called Big Hero Six, there there appears to be more than six main characters. So I'm not sure if they're gonna boil it down to the the most interesting players or what. But just um, as an example, we've got a character named Sunfire, who's a former member of the X Men. Uh, Go Go Tomago, who <laughs> is a chick who must utter her own name to <laughs> burst into a ball of explosive energy Amazing. and she's just uh and she's very jealous of another female member of the team named honey lemon who's just kind of like a blonde hot chick i don't know we have a uh, hero takachiho uh, takachiho yes who's a smart 13 year old boy who created a synthetic entity to replace his dead father named Baymax. And Baymax <laughs> can be summoned with a wristwatch communicator and can turn into a dragon creature. As should all good dragon creatures. And good good uh, <laughs> replacements good for father. your dead father. <laughs> all dead <laughs> and then, uh, be summoned by a watch. <laughs> exactly. Wasabi no ginger. I highly doubt that's going to be in the movie, but uh, maybe. Who is a deadly chef? Oh, and amazing. then, uh, and my favorite, Fred, aka Fredzilla. Fredzilla, who who's who just turns into a Godzilla creature, and grew up with Shield. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a I lot have to of say, like, I don't know much about this about this uh, world. I don't think anyone does, and I think that's what's going to really bring a, a fresh take on the whole the whole thing so that's due out november 7th uh 2014 we'll and see what happens it's also but... computer animated right? yeah yeah every every disney basically just shuttered all of their 2d animations so everything from here on out is going to be 3d okay. yeah pretty sad but what are you gonna do um so late november 7th 2014 yeah yeah so we got you know we got some waiting to do but yeah. it should be interesting there's another one that um i know a little bit about but i'm gonna let you do the talking also coming out in late 2014 <laughs> Uh, Tomorrowland, Brad Bird, Damon Lindelof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, always excited about Brad Bird. I, I have to admit, um, while I am looking forward to J.J. Abrams' take on Star Wars, I was really hoping it would be Brad Bird. Me too. I, I think um, Brad Bird really has the chops more so than anyone. To, I, and I, I, I think we see, mentioned that last time. Yeah, did you see the his Mission Impossible? You know, I haven't seen that yet. I, um, I loved it because I hate Tom Cruise, but I, I also just do not care for Tom Cruise, <laughs> and I left that movie going, "Holy shit! I get why he's a celebrity. Like, I get why he's an international box office star." Yeah, yeah, loved it. Anyway, Bra Brad yeah, Bird. he's. Bra I mean, Brad Bird. Bird is a genius, of course. So it's always exciting to see him um, working with Disney because he has a good track record with Disney products. And uh, and this one, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland's my favorite land. So I'm intrigued. The land of tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, so what's what's it about? Like, what's... Um, like, I know that we won't see Disneyland in the film. Right. Like said that we will not be seeing it. But it's, and it's starring George Clooney. Yeah. Who I also love. I love George so, Clooney, too. So I'm like, and Damon Lindelof, I, you know, say what you will about him. Say what you will about Lost. I think this guy has really clever writing. Um, it should be really fun. And, and it's, I guess, based on Tomorrowland without being actually... It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with this. I, I could... Uh, I'm kind of torn because in a way, I, I really like the parts of Disney. I mean, I, I, I understand that Disney was built on film and franchise and... Um, 
or not even franchise, but just characters. Disney was really built on movie characters and animated films. And uh, we're getting to the point where a lot of things in the park are being assigned stories. Things that didn't once have stories like Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion, which, you know, granted that didn't do too well. Uh, just, there's, there's a lot of um, stories being pushed onto these rides. And I think that's what they're going for with Tomorrowland because there isn't a solid story in that land it's just the future the promise of tomorrow and um we'll see how it goes if they do a good job with it this could be the push that disney really needs to give a much needed update to tomorrowland which i'll probably touch on a little bit later but um yeah we'll see what happens and that is coming out i believe it doesn't have a release date i believe it's like late 2014 um and i'm i'm really curious about that so we will see yep um speaking really quickly before we move on about disney films have you seen um the clips of it's like a, a photo of the actual like disney movie cartoons so like let's say it's alice in wonderland with the actual actors who portrayed them in the studies that the the artists and the animators no. watched in order to animate next to each other do you know what i'm talking about yeah okay. yeah I'm going to back up a second because people are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> back in the day, before there was capture, mo- like motion capture and all that stuff, Disney actually filmed entire scenes in costumes with some rudimentary sets um, of these movies. Like there's Alice in Wonderland, there's Peter Pan, there's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And um, there, it's really cool to see. There, You can see a lot of the clips on YouTube, but it's been really cool to see this side-by-side comparison of this is the scene they filmed and this is the scene they drew. Yeah, it's a tried and true um, method that animators have been using. Basically, that I believe that was the inception of it because Walt, uh, Walt and his team created modern animation as we know it. So, I mean, to this day, when actors are doing voice recording, they, they record the actor doing the recording because the animators will take that and extrapolate the actor's facial expressions and movements into the character itself. So it's really just like that, you know, it's 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 taking that live action reference and and injecting it into the animated character because it does make it so much more believable. Yeah. And then be, I mean I think it's also just because it's part of the old school Disney. Yeah. So it has a little bit of that magic and that kind of There yeah. There's like something it's like something about it that's it's not naive, but it's kind of just this they they were they were pioneering. They, yeah. There is definitely a magical quality to it when you watch the uh, the Sleeping Beauty reference and you, you see the girl dressed up in Aurora's, or, or rather Briar Rose at that point, her costume, and she's dancing and she's, you know, just doing all those movements and it's like playing dress up but everyone's taking it so seriously and it's it's just so cool. Um, cool. So we will post the link on the blog, so definitely check it out. Yeah. These clips. Um, speaking of the princesses and, you know, playing dress up, uh obviously <laughs> recently there was big controversy surrounding merida joining quite a bit for her coronation if you will yes um it was it was her official coronation yeah it was a princess. you have to be officially coronated to be a real disney princess these days you yeah. can't you can't just be a princess just because you are a princess because there are definitely princesses in the disney library that are not official disney princesses wait before we move on to merida tell me more tell me more okay. about these forgotten okay princesses. i've been thinking about this a lot lately with merida's coronation but there's definitely princesses who will probably never join the club the who, a club who are these um b-listers well, these bottom feeders 
Well, uh, the most recent... Oh, God, this is a spoiler. Uh, just in case anybody hasn't seen Wreck-It Ralph, I'm going to ruin it for you right now. But um, Vanellope. Vanellope Von Schweetz is the Disney princess of video games. She is... Do you think she'll ever have a coronation? Absolutely not. She's too short and nubby and... Uh, and she's too crass. But they could just and she's, sex her up. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, they could. Um, and it really bums Thanks me out because I think she would make an incredible Disney. Like I was so excited when that turned into a princess twist at the end because I love that character. I was like, holy shit, Sarah Silverman is the Disney princess of video games. This is the greatest <laughs> movie I've ever seen. It's kind of appropriate. I feel like that's a good title for her. Yeah, no. I So Vanellope will definitely never make the cut. Um, we also have... Uh, oh. Giselle from Enchanted. Giselle is a Disney princess. Like, wait, good old Rapunzel. <laughs> wait, no, wait. Giselle, oh. uh, Amy Adams. Oh, and I think because that wasn't a fully animated movie, she won't make the cut. But Giselle is oh, a Disney oh, oh, from Enchanted. Yeah. I well, I guess she technically isn't a princess, but I will. You know, if Mulan can be considered a princess, I think Giselle can also be considered a princess. So I call BS on Mulan being a princess. We can talk about that in a bit. Um, but uh, we have Princess Alanwi from Black Cauldron. Which I have not seen since I was a kid, but I loved it. I just I loved it so much. <laughs> I just bought the DVD a few weeks ago. I'm coming over to your house. Yeah, <laughs> and we and watched it. it. it um, How yeah. does it hold up? Uh, I one? like it. It's a little weird. The pacing's awkward. It, it was a movie that was done on the cheap. But the um, the Horn King is so fucking scary and ridiculous. Was it part of their seventies stuff where they were doing things. It was um yeah it was well it was a weird period in the uh, in the eighties I believe, or yeah like late seventies early eighties early eighties um, like when they were doing corners. like Mouse Detective and a bunch of like weird kind of dark movies before they hit um, Little Mermaid and kind of got out of that rut. But yeah, it was it was during their weird period in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, um, heady and then phase. lastly, I well, <laughs> there's there's a caveat to the Princess B Club, but Princess Kida from Atlantis. I've never seen that one. Oh, it's um, it's it. not great, but it's really pretty, and it's got a lot of very cool stuff in it. So, uh, but I think she is a really badass princess. They will never put her in. And then I like to count Cusco as a Disney princess because he is just so flamboyant. And Wait, who is this? Cusco from The Emperor's New Groove, the prince. Oh, <laughs> the prince who spends the whole movie uh, traveling around with a dude oh, and dressing in be, drag. <laughs> that would be the day if he ever becomes. I would. Love I, I kind of just want to draw them all at a table, bitching about how they're not in the princess. Club. I believe you should. <laughs> I think I, I should too. Should. If I ever uh, get some some free time you know, to myself. So you know they they have Pixar. Pixar is Disney. They're bringing their stuff in. Do you think? Uh, and maybe it's only because they only have the U.S. rights. Do you think we'll ever see any Gilby? Any Gilby princess like Princess Mononoke? Could she? Oh ever oh, be? oh 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 well. Actually, there is a rumor that Disney is going to acquire Ghibli. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Ghibli, Ghibli. Ghibli I don't know Ghibli. what. Oh. I, I like saying Ghibli. It's like GIF um, or GIF, which, by yeah. the way, if you did not know, it's officially <laughs> GIF. I, I balls to that, I say. Yeah, but, I um, GIF. <laughs> but um, yeah, there there is a rumor that that in a few years Disney might acquire Ghibli. So I don't know. I, I highly doubt San will ever be a Disney princess. She kind of like murders everyone all the day. Princess Mononoke. It's well, in her title. Princess Alanwi, Princess Kida. No, but the movie has. No, I know, I know. Yeah, no, I anyway. know. But we'll see. I would love that personally, but 
That would be that would be pretty amazing. Bums me. Anyway, back to the princess controversy of this yeah. week. I have to say, while I I get why everyone's is so such... if you're not familiar yeah. with the controversy, there you go. Uh, everybody is up in arms because they have actually taken Princess Merida and they've altered her slightly to include her in the rest of the princesses. My opinion of this. Yeah, it's fucked up that she's all sexualized and everything. And I'm going to let Erin talk more to this because I think she's got more to say. But they made her from 12 to like 18 to like fit the age range of the rest of the princesses. So I can understand where her dress would be slightly different and her hair would be slightly different and why she would look different. Did they need to make her so sexual? Probably not. But she looks just like the rest of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I think, uh, you know, oh, they made her hair more voluminous. I'm like, I don't give a crap about the hair. You don't want a 2D character with ratty-looking hair. <laughs> so I don't really care about that, and I like drawing giant, luscious hair on, on characters, so I won't, you know, I won't blame them for that. But, you know, they did give her makeup, and they cinched her waist, and they made her bust bigger, and they, you know, they did put her in a sparkly dress, which I, I, I don't care about the, the dress that much the, either. The rest of them are in dresses, so... My thing is, like, I understand because people, and I think people are particularly up in arms with this because it's like, oh, you've taken a Pixar thing and you ruined it. Um, nobody cared when they took Mulan, who's like a warrior for a good two thirds of the film, uh, and they made her look very sexualized and yeah. a very like, you know, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I've got servant like very passive type outfit. Her eyes look different. They're mm-hmm. actually a little bit more. They slant upwards more. Uh, which well, I'm, what's the princess from the Princess and the Frog? The uh, Tiana. Yeah, Tiana. They gave her a nose job. People. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I think all the other princesses are a lot worse. Yeah, and and a few of them are. Yeah, like Mulan just looks like. Well, just make her look Chinese. It doesn't look like Mulan. It she they they like lengthened her face. I mean, she has a very distinct. Um, like squat oval face in the movie and 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 they they made it that way on purpose and they are just like man just make her look asian who cares and yeah she's wearing all this decadent crap which she's not into that at all the whole movie she's she's fighting against that stereotype and they just dressed her up in it i'm not saying they have to have her in her warrior outfit cross-dressed but they shouldn't have her in all of this gaudy shiny Sparkle. Yeah, like just, just it's 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 absurd. And they also really lightened her skin tone quite a bit. Um, yeah, they did give Tiana a nose job. Her nose is way smaller, uh, and people are complaining about her skin being lightened. But in a way, I can you know, like a lot of the stuff is going to print. I can almost understand from an artistic perspective why you need to kind of lighten up a little bit because it will print darker <laughs> in a right, way. No. But that's you know, I don't want to be making excuses for that. Um, I, Belle looks ridiculous. She's got like this long, crazy hair. Belle, I, I, like she got like hair extensions. The and thing her, that I read somewhere that oh made me crack up so much was like, these are the Real Housewives of Disney. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Like Belle's got this long, flowing mane. It's crazy, and her and it's my problem is is that this art generally just looks shitty. It's like really intense cast shadows and really like overblown highlights on the skin that just look terrible. I don't understand it. And then my I really my biggest beef is with Pocahontas. They they slim down Pocahontas to have this cute little button like white girl nose that makes no sense and she is just covered from from head to toe in like 
beads and jewelry and crap. And I'm sorry, but was Pocahontas not spending like that entire movie trying to teach white people to not give a shit about shiny things? <laughs> like, am I insane? And now she's just cu- and, 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 and she's people like, are going, well, shiny. she's wearing Native Native American traditional jewelry. I'm, no. I highly doubt that's that. It looks like she got a bedazzler and went like ape shit on her outfit. <laughs> And it's terrible. She's wearing earrings. She's it's like the beauty of Pocahontas was you know she's so beautiful and and in, in tune with the earth. And the only jewelry she had was the necklace, her betrothal necklace from her mother. And now it's just overshadowed by she all had this to stupid get dressed up for her coronation. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> all this just gaudy crap all over her. It's ridiculous. I just oh, yeah. they so should, yeah. Uh, we appreciate the fact that your fans went to bat for you. But, she uh, got off easy, I she think. Got off easy, yeah. indeed. Um, there was something that came out this week. Uh, what Entertainment Weekly author Annie Barrett made these amazing vines of Disney princesses versus Lucille Bluth. Oh, yeah, so amazing. Uh, I will post the link on the blog. You've just got to check them out because um, can't even. They're not even worth trying to explain to you. Just go check them out. They're six seconds long. Yeah, they're hilarious. Amazing. Uh, but speaking of rich people, the other <laughs> controversy that's come out, uh, people are paying, rich people are paying disabled people to join them on their trips to Disneyland in order to cut the line. Yeah, I have no problem with this. <laughs> because I'll tell you something, as somebody who grew up in Southern California and who went to Disneyland a lot, everybody who does, who who lives down there knows the secret of faking an injury to cut lines yeah it's a regular thing down there where you rent a wheelchair you put on a fake cast somebody does that and i think that is way worse than giving money to a disabled person to to hang out with you all day yeah i don't think it's that bad to pay someone to do that i think it's a lot worse to fake an injury and to but like (laughs) this this is a tried and true secret that that tons of people i know have been doing for years well the secret is out uh, and so that's a tried and true secret for the parks. Yeah. Aaron's got a couple more secrets about the parks. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Quickly, before we get into the secrets, some news about the parks. Oh yeah. There's a lot of, uh, really exciting things happening in the parks right now. Um, just, uh, cause theme parks are like back in swing. I mean, Harry Potter land, I think has really lit a fire under Disney's ass. And they're also making so much money off the new expansion at California adventure with cars land and the, entire new entryway than the 1930s entryway they now have for that park they're making so much money that they've decided to f- open the floodgates and start doing a bunch of other new exciting projects um for disneyland at least the main ones being they they think they're going to open up the alleyways behind main behind uh main street essentially which um anyone who's <laughs> worked at the parks which is probably not many people who are listening to this but anybody who has there's like a total like walkable areas back there there's a lot of room back there and they want to theme it out and build it out to be like a turn of the century alleyway like it really would have been oh, wow. in that time and they want to have shops and entertainment and um i think that's well, the yeah, most... see i think that's a great idea yeah <laughs> it's the bee's knees um <laughs> and it really is like that's a really exciting thing so they're they're thinking about doing that um uh, there's also, uh, well, there have been rumors flying around forever about Tomorrowland being revamped. It is in desperate need of it. Tomorrowland is is possibly the biggest land in Disneyland, um, you know, like aside from Main Street, I guess. And uh, it's just dead. There's nothing going on there. 
there's only a few good rides, but there's at least like Damon four. Lindelof has his way, and Brad Bird. Takes yeah, care of it. there's a lot of dead space there, and they should be utilizing it. And the whole place just looks sad. It really makes me bummed out as my favorite land. It's just like what what happened? It just looks like a sad shell of a. Well, they did like a revamp in the late '90s, early 2000s, where they decided, oh, we're gonna like steam, kind of steampunk it, make it Jules Verne, H.G. Wells, and it looks so shitty. And then a few years after, they're like, this isn't working we got to repaint it so now it's hg wells with like blue and silver painted all over it looks even worse and it's just sad and broken and and it's depressing i really have a love-hate relationship with tomorrowland but there is a rumor that they're going to be putting in a tron speeder bike ride oh wow yeah which would be amazing i hope they do that um because they've got the people mover track up there that hasn't been used for years and years um as long as it goes fast uh, yeah, there's reasons why they might not be able to do yeah. that. Uh, they had a ride up Boo. there for a while that went kind of fast, but they had to shut it down because it was shaking the foundation of the track itself. So oh. they have to kind of solve that issue. But Tron speeder bike ride would be so amazing. I think they should just reskin the whole place to be Tron. The whole, all of Tomorrowland should be the grid because that Tomorrowland is supposed to be about what's the future, what the future is. And so um, to turn it into being in a machine, to being in the computer, the internet, like that is the future. They should reskin it to be the grid. And then I I, they have going to be post-apocalyptic. It's going to all hunger games on us. <laughs> oh man. And then like, they've got a whole arcade space that they're not using. That could either be Flynn's or it could be lit wax from, from Wreck-It Ralph. And then they should reskin Autopia to be sugar rush. Disney be the, people. Oh, if you're listening, God, I should be an Imagineer. Ideas. You don't have to give me credit. If you do it, I'll just be the happiest person alive. Just but Autopia should let be Sugar Rush. It would be the perfect bridge between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland to go from that video game world to like a Candyland world. And I don't know why they're not doing it, but whatever. There also has been rumors that they're going to rip out Interventions and put in a, a high, like, high-end thrill ride based on Iron Man. Oh. Which um, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but we'll see. Right now, they've got all the Iron Man suits on display in there, and well, that's okay. That's a giant building once again that's not being used. Bums me out. They should put in something, something. Hopefully, this Tomorrowland Random movie. Engineers get on get, that. And they're saying that nothing will happen with Tomorrowland. They they want to revamp it, but it won't really happen until after the 60th anniversary, which will be post 2015. I don't think they can afford to wait that long, but I'm biased. Um, Disneyland also just recently opened up a, uh, actually before I go into that, there's a rumor also that they're going to open up a Monsters, Inc. mini land around the Monsters, Inc. ride in California Adventure, which I think is a horrible idea because it, they just spent, um, more money than they spent to build California Adventure revamping it. And, um, they've got this lovely 1930s theme throughout that entire area. And now they want to slap in a Monsters, Inc. land in the middle of that. It makes like no sense at all with the theming. So they want to put in a, a big roller coaster thrill ride based on the mirror scene from the end of Monsters Inc., which I think is a really cool idea, but not for that the area. And the doors, the, yeah, yeah, the door. Uh, sorry, the mirrors, the doors. Um, they'll use a lot of mirrors to make it look like there's a lot of doors. That's <laughs> that's the trick they use in the actual ride they have now. But um, yeah, they want to do a coaster based on the doors. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm pretty bummed that they they're so tempted to to fuck up that beautifully themed area for the sake of a movie that's coming out this year um there's also rumors of a a star wars park or land ever since the acquisition of lucas um lucasfilm there's yeah, been... that could be 
makes total sense. People I mean, are, yeah, it, I think it does too. And they would make so much money. They're saying maybe it'll be in California. I don't know where the hell they'd put it. They've got like very little room. They're also saying maybe France. That'd be really weird. Um, I don't know why the hell they would do this and put it in France. But um, uh, also Euro Disney needs some love. It's, yeah, maybe they're like this doesn't work. They're anyway. getting they're getting a Ratatouille ride again. Really for France? Because <laughs> France hasn't had enough France yet. Um, but whatever. And France loves Americans' ideas of France. <laughs> and then uh, and then what's actually happening right now? Disneyland just finished the Fantasy Fair expansion, which is um, they took this old kind of stage that had no theming to it. That's next to the castle. They revamped it to look like a medieval town square. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. It's absolutely beautiful. They've got a maypole that's Rapunzel's tower, and at night it lights up and it plays her flower song, and they've got, like, a whole stage where they do, like, a Beauty and the Beast show, and they've actually got animatronic, like, Lumiere and, and like, the characters from Beauty and the Beast. It's really cool. And uh, the big thing they're doing is the Fantasyland expansion in Orlando, which is just like, oh my god, if I was a child and this existed, I would have had a brain aneurysm and died a long time ago because it's just like the most or incredible. Or I feel like you would have run away and you would have just grown up there. Yeah, I probably would have because it, it's just, I already want to do there. that anyway. But like, they're they're actually turning their Fantasyland into an entire miniature world where you really feel engulfed by these these characters' lands. Like Ariel's grotto is like her they have her palace and it's like a whole seaside palace with cliffs and rock you know like sea cliffs and the whole thing it's just amazing and they've got um a whole area for Belle and beauty and the beast where you walk into Belle's house and there's a magic mirror on the wall and all this magic green glowing stuff like in the movie starts starts zapping out around the mirror and the mirror expands to the floor turns into a doorway what? a magic portal that leads you into the castle where they've got the the um the talking uh wardrobe from the movie who talks to you for a while and then you go into another room and bell tells you a story and there's oh another anima uh, an even better animatronic lumiere in there i mean it's like incredible and they've got a restaurant the Be Your Guest restaurant. It looks like the town square from the movie. Be Our Guest. Be Our Be Guest. Our guest. <laughs> no, but they, they, they literally have the town square from the movie, like, replicated. That's... And the tavern that Gaston sings his whole song in with the antlers and his portrait and everything that's all oh, there. Amazing. They've got, um, they're building a, uh, well, they've already built a new Dumbo where they, they've, there's two Dumbo rides now. And instead of having a traditional line, there's an interactive queue where you just get a you get a pager like you do at a restaurant. Oh my god, that's amazing for all rides. Why and don't they all rides have that? I know. Well, this is the future. You get a pager, and then there's a giant circus tent playground where you go in, your kids just play and have a great time, and when you're ready to go on your ride, your pager buzzes. Oh my god. Amazing. Right? This this will be happening a lot more in the parks that's moving forward, I, I predict. Can't handle the parks in general. I just can't wait in line. I can't wait it's in line. It's tough. It's 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 really tough. And the but so the, yeah, they, they're doing that and um they're also opening up a mine train roller coaster for Snow Holy White. Crap, so much going on. Yeah, they're and the, the mine train roller coaster is really the centerpiece of the new fantasy land where it's it's gonna be this huge mountain and um the the mine train cars are actually gonna sway back and back and forth mm -hmm. as you ride on it. And you're just going to go through the dwarves' mind. There's going to be shinies and sparkly gems. Shiny. and Yeah, shinies and we everywhere. we can put them all over our dresses. That's right. Because <laughs> right. we're girls. And, um, yeah, so um, 
Very all cool. of that is set to be finished in in 2014 sometime. I'm I and plan on going. going yeah, I plan on done. going to Orlando in late 2014. Awesome. To check it all out. Awesome. Sounds amazing. I cannot yeah. wait. Oh to god, see that's a lot of pics. Whew, a lot god, of stuff a, going on in the parks. Take a drink of water. Um, but before we finish our segment here on the parks, um, Erin, as you guys can tell, is a really big Disney fan, and she actually used to work in Disneyland. <laughs> Just briefly. But uh, <laughs> she has a. As we were getting ready for the show. She started telling me all these facts, and I said, "Save it, save it for the podcast." And now I'm just going to turn her loose, Aaron. All right, I'm going to facts I'm... about Disneyland. Yeah, um... go. <laughs> all right. Well, there's a, my my favorite is there's a half of a basketball court inside of the Matterhorn. So like a real like actual basketball yeah. court, like somebody can play. Yeah, yeah, you can go in there and play. Um, and also, the Matterhorn was the first steel coaster ever built, so that's fun. Uh, when Disneyland first opened in Frontierland, you could ride on real donkeys. No, wait, really? Wait, wait, go back. Real donkeys. Like the ones in Pinocchio? Oh, they all oh yeah. Donkeys? For real donkeys. Pino- oh, wait. This- no, it was in Frontierland okay. where, where um, Thunder Mountain now stands. Uh, they how had, many donkeys did the park have? I'm not sure how many donkeys they had on staff, but uh, <laughs> cast member donkeys. Um but yeah, this is back in the 50s That's and amazing. 60s when, when it wasn't like a lawsuit every minute, so people could actually ride donkeys and it wasn't a huge liability. Wow. Uh, that's another factoid. If you work at Disneyland, you are called a cast member. When you are in the park, you are on stage. When you are, when you are backstage, you are, you know, like, <laughs> you go b- behind the scenes, you are backstage. And everybody who visits Disneyland is a guest. They must be a guest. They're not visitors. They're not... Uh, anything else yeah they're not exactly they're guests and you are you're not an employee you are a cast member they're very adamant about that making sure that everything is like a play in a way because it gets everybody they have amazing costumes they do they sure do and everybody who i can tell you from working there everyone is really into it you can't really keep working in disneyland unless you are a nerd about it because that's that's what makes the magic real yeah you wouldn't last and that's people who aren't into it don't last um, All right, what else do you got? Oh, God. Uh, the Haunted Mansion actually, uh, in Disneyland at least, goes outside of the berm of the park. Really? Yeah. Like, like um, it's... Uh, like, as a, as a guest member, am I actually ever outside of the park? or just... Yeah, you technically are. Wow. You go underground and you go outside of the park. Because that stretching room that you go into in the very beginning is an elevator. Mm-hmm. And it takes you down into the actual show building. Which, uh, it's so big that, yeah, it goes, it goes outside, outside of the park. Wow. So. Believe it or not, you're not in that tiny little house that's outside oh, on display. Shit. Sorry to destroy the illusion. Um, I guess you're no longer a cast member. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and while we're in the New Orleans Square area, on Tom Sawyer's Island, not many people know that back when the park, or when Tom Sawyer's Island first opened, there was a cabin in the very back of the island that was on fire, and there was a settler on the ground in front of the cabin face down with an Indian arrow in his back. Which they oh, took out for obvious reasons. Pocahontas was having none of that. Yeah, no, she was too big. <laughs> she had to bedazzle her outfit, so didn't have time to shoot any more settlers, I guess. But um, yeah, Time Sawyer's Island has a lot of liability to it. A girl, not you know, maybe in the past, um, I, I'm not sure when it was a while ago, but she actually lost her finger in one of the fake guns in the fort. 
that's on Tom Sawyer's Island, so they closed the fort down. They just closed the treehouse down because that's a liability. And so basically, pretty soon, all of uh, Tom Sawyer's Island is going to be for sue. shit because, yeah, nobody can have nice I always thought it was nice weird, actually, that they had Tom Sawyer's Oh, Island. I loved it. But I mean, like, conceptually, I always thought it was strange to me yeah you know back back in the day there weren't all these different movies to go off of and you actually just had to go like abe lincoln and you know pirates was just pirates and the haunted mansion was just a haunted mansion um so another really cool thing speaking of movies is that when you are in the line for a ride uh, such as Indiana Jones or Star Tours all of the props like the C-3PO the R2-D2 um all of the crap they have, the cars, every, all the props in the Indiana Jones line, all of those are real props from the movies. Really? Yeah, everything. Wow. They, they actually use real movie props. So It's really R2? Yeah. That was used at some point. I don't know <laughs> to what extent, but... And the uh, the trains in the park that, that go around uh, just in a circle around the bulk of the park are real train cars, too, that Walt got and restored. Um, there also used to be, well, actually, you know, speaking of, of hidden things and weird stuff about rides, there's a lot of hidden stuff in Indy. There's a, uh, an old Dumbo parking lot sign that's hidden up in like the rafters in the room where you watch the safety video. There's also a giant hidden Mickey, um, when you're facing the video screen on the left wall. It's made out of cracks in the bricks of the wall. Oh, it's wow. huge, and you wouldn't notice it unless you kind of step back, and it's like this I'm gonna have to be enormous hidden this. Mickey. Yeah, We're gonna have to There's hidden Christy. Mickeys everywhere in the park, <laughs> so, of course. Um, you were telling me about Indy also, something about a translation card? Oh, yeah, yeah. If um, It's not all the time, but there's a lot of like hieroglyphics all over the, the Indiana Jones ride queue, and if you ask a cast member politely... They will uh, likely give you a little card with the translation for the hieroglyphics on it. So they don't always have them, but sometimes they do. So that's really cool. And what else? What else? Uh, there used to be an intimate apparel shop on Main Street. Oh, yeah, I love the name of this. With the Wizard of... Well, it had. It wasn't called the Wizard of Bras, but they had <laughs> a Wizard of Bras who worked there. Who oh. fit brassiers for the ladies. And it used to be in the shop that has the porch front. With the with the um, the ladies need a the rocking chair. House. Yeah, yeah, you know, again, back in the day, you could really get away with a lot more, <laughs> and so uh, ladies, take a take a take a minute. Go, yeah, go hang out with the Wizard of Bras. And I'm sure, <laughs> seriously, it's just so weird to think about Disney selling like, intimate apparel. Well, like that I'm gonna go get felt up and like sized at Disneyland. Yeah, it's weird. Well, yeah, I know. I uh, I'm gonna need a stiff drink for that. Could I have gotten into uh, what's? Isn't there a hidden? Yeah, yeah. There, or, uh, not so hidden, but a very <laughs> well. There's a very exclusive club, exclusive is Club Thirty Three, which is why is it called that? Uh, I, yeah, it's it's called that because um, on the quote unquote street that it's on in New Orleans Square, the address is Thirty Three. So, because um, you know everything in New Orleans Square just looks like a bunch of shops on a street. So Club 33 is a really exclusive club. Walt originally had it built to entertain the high-end guests that would come into the park. Um, presidents, kings, celebrities. Um, yeah, really. Can a regular schmo get access to this park? <laughs> a regular schmo can get access if they get on the waiting list because there is a limited amount of members that are allowed in. And um, I believe the initial membership fee is somewhere around 20 grand. And it's about 10 grand a year to maintain that. 
And so it's pretty elite. The other way you can get in is by being invited. Somebody, a member can invite you and they don't have to be with you. They can give you like a pass to go. You have to dress nicely. You get automatic admission to the park if you do get into Club 33. I would hope that your 10 grand a year would buy you admissions. I would hope so too. But the kind of loophole they also have is that like corporations can buy memberships. So like my brother who, when he works for Wells Fargo, went several times um, and I've never been there. It's There's only two places in the park I've never been in and that is club 33 and one of walt's apartments in the park so he had he had actual apartments walt had two apartments in the park uh one of them uh was a temporary place where he would just stay overnight every now and then when he was working it's above the firehouse and um when he did stay there overnight he would light a candle in the window above the firehouse so everybody knew he was there oh wow and when he died they decided to keep a light in there permanently so there's always a light in the in the window above the firehouse however um sadly before well he he died before he saw its completion but he was actually building a permanent residence for himself above pirates of the caribbean how cool would that be to live in oh my god that space up there they they turned it into a gallery from like I believe the mid 80s up until a few years ago and it was just gorgeous I mean just oh god such an incredible space he had a little like patio where he could look out onto the rivers of America he had this like whole courtyard in the middle of it I mean it was just gorgeous and a few years ago they decided to revamp it and turn it into a um a, a, a magic suite so like they did a promotion for a year and a half where uh, every day a random family would win Oh, that's a night rad. stay in that that's so cool in Walt's apartment how much must that cost um right now it's pretty much only exclusive uh, it's 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 so exclusive basically a, much like club 33 just for celebrities and really important people i don't really know if anyone's been staying in it lately but um <laughs> but yeah they actually took like Walt's old drawings and concepts and tried to make it look like that while adding a lot of like really amazing Disney flair like there's actually buttons in the rooms where when you press them like magic effects happen like stars light up on the ceiling and it's it's just so house. oh I know it's just so cool and so um yeah those are just some awesome. of the f- the few Disney factoids so if you are going to Disneyland oh, be sure to keep all that stuff in mind stuff. and then finally before we leave you today, today's take five, uh, five things you have to eat in Disneyland. <laughs> yes. This is important. You got to stay fueled. Food is really important in Disneyland. Very, very important. Um, so Aaron, and there's a lot of the good expert, food. What are the five things you have to eat? Okay. Five places or starting off. I will say that my favorite restaurant for a long, long time in Disneyland has been Rancho del Zocalo, which is the, uh, kind of the Mexican restaurant that they have in Frontierland. Mm-hmm. It's changed a lot over the years, but you can still get a mean enchilada plate there. And um I don't know what it is. It's not necessarily like the best food in the world, but it is just it's just good it's and it's fun. And dust. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I love it. So I would say try Rancho. It's delicious. Um or I think so at least. And then I will say uh, you should definitely check out the Blue Bayou. That is hands down a very magical dining experience, but you do have to get a reservation very early in the day. That is the restaurant that when you are sailing off in Pirates of the Caribbean that you see everybody dining at on the water. 
Oh, awesome. Um, so yeah, it's you get to be part of the experience. Yeah, part of the ride. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 inside the ride technically, and it looks like it's nighttime, and it's just uh, you know, there's like fake fireflies and crickets, and you just you feel like you're on the bayou, and it's it's um, and the food's really good. And make a reservation. Yeah, you have to get there like first thing in the morning and, and get your name down on that list. Um, but it's worth it. And Very if you good. Can't dine there. What's next? What's next is the brand new Carthay Circle Theater, which actually you need a reservation for as well. <laughs> Although every time I've gone there, I've just walked in and I haven't had any trouble. But the Carthay Circle is incredible. It's based on the the you know the famous movie theater that Snow White premiered in in the 30s, and um, they've got a very old school drinking lounge downstairs where you can just hang out and get appetizers. It's really awesome. It's become my new Disney tradition now. Every time I go to the park, I go there first. I get a couple of cocktails and an appetizer, and then I just, you know, spend the rest Enjoy of my day at day. Disney. Yeah, Enjoy exactly. Um, and then upstairs is their di- is like their whole restaurant. It's just gorgeous, and it's the same chef as the Napa Rose, so um, which is the Grand Californian like fancy dining, but not on the list of five. No, I I don't know because the Carthay Circle has replaced it. That oh. used to be where I went, but now okay. the Carthay Circle is actually in the park. It's it's beautiful, and it's it is well worth it. And if I'm not going to one of these. Um, well, the last two aren't, aren't technically meals, but uh, Disneyland... Oh, shit. I just thought of another one. Uh-oh. 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 I might have to have I an addendum have to, to this. Six. <laughs> um, uh, you need to get a churro. You absolutely need to get a churro if you go to Disneyland. I actually met somebody recently who's a Disney fanatic and had never had a Disney churro before, and it I almost punched so her in the face. Whoa. I was really upset. You can't not have a Disneyland churro. It's it's essential. Um I'm gonna, you know what? With the churro, since it's a fried thing, I'm gonna pair with it. You have to go to the corn dog cart. That was the thing I just thought of. They've got this red corn dog cart at the end of Main Street on the right side. Oh my god! They're like corn dogs as big as your face. They're fresh. <laughs> they're hand dipped. They're delicious. They're you only need. I mean, if you eat one, it'll be your meal. It's the only thing you need to eat for the rest of the day. But those corn dogs are damn good. Right, and that's five. But I'm gonna let you take six. Okay, thank you, thank you. Because the ultimate Disneyland treat is. The Dole Whip. What's a Dole Whip? The Dole Whip I gotta know. is That's basically the reason I'm letting you take six, pineapple soft serve. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you get it outside of the tiki room. Mm-hmm. There's always a huge ass line. Um, but yeah, it is just pineapple soft serve and it is freaking delicious. I, I, I don't know how st- there's always a huge line because it's just so good and, and not many people know about it for some reason, but like right outside the tiki room and if you kind of want to cut the line you can actually go into the the tiki room queue area the seating area that's outside of the room and because they've got like a double counter oh so you can go back there tricks yeah you can go there and you can pretend to go in the tiki room but then you can just leave so you know i highly recommend you get a dull whip awesome well i cannot wait till my next visit to disneyland and i'm really jealous of christy who's there right now 24 hours our overnight disney um thank you Erin so much for joining us thank you so sorry we went over so much yeah, but it's all right she had a lot to say and i was so like guys and i could go on she was forever. gonna punch me in the neck if i had made her cut, <laughs> cut her off so oh we need thanks. to do a disney world oh, uh, episode sometime too we'll because to do a whole like, epcot's a whole other thing all right so disneyland uh check check out all the links on the blog enjoy your trip to disneyland and now it's time for the homework This Saturday is Geek Pride Day, so do something geeky and let us know about it. Tweet us at Nerd Friday Show. And as always, for extra credit, watch Watch Dune. Dune. See you next week.